0: Parents, if you got a child under 5 or a little wonder on the way, WIC is here to help you get them off to a healthy start. With WIC, you'll have access to nutrition education, help buying nutritious foods, breastfeeding guidance, along with referrals to other health services, and support from parents just like you, all at no cost to eligible families. Everyone deserves a healthy family. WIC is here to help. Learn more and enroll today at signupwick.com. Real Italian flavors are fresh, authentic, and never come in a bag, like Carando Premium meatballs. Our savored meatballs are made from 100% pork and blended with zest Italian herbs, spices, and cheeses, delivering that perfect balance of fresh flavor you crave. From mozzarella rustica to cheesy abruzzese to spicy Sicilian, you'll find Carando meatballs in the refrigerated meat section of your grocer. Carando. Life is delicious. Savor it. For recipes and more, visit carando.com. Millions of despairing men, women, and little children. Victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. You cannot shake hands with a clenched fist. Produced by a nuclear exchange would be carried by wind and water and soil and seed to the far corners of the kingdom of
1: God, the kingdom of heaven.
0: That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. We're not saying that planet Earth is coming to an end. We're saying that planet Earth is about to be refurbished, spaded under and have another chance to serve as a garden for another civilization. Most of the people in here are just your reflections. They're your mistakes.
2: 1776 will commence again if you try to take our firearms.
0: One million of the planet's eight million species are threatened. You are what you repeatedly do.
2: Therefore excellence ought to be a habit, not an act.
0: Your lives and the credibility of the United Nations is at stake.
1: Epstein didn't kill himself.
0: The reason this is such an interesting time is not only because we're on the threshold of the end of this civilization. They're trying to take you out with bullshit. The experience of the past two years has proven beyond doubt that no nation can appease the Nazis. To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed. The bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die. And the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. In the language of the U.S. Department of Defense, these are unidentified aerial phenomena. Roswell's a very interesting place with a lot of people that would like to know what's going on. Uh, there is very compelling evidence that we, uh, we m- may not be alone. This is The Garden of Doom.
2: Welcome everybody into Garden of Doom this week, and we're continuing our sort of uh, pattern of getting authors from Philip Mantle from Flying Disc Press. Uh, if you don't know who he is, you haven't been listening to the show for a while, but actually he was on uh, not too long ago, and that show was entitled Flying Discs, but many of the authors come from the Flying Disc Press on ufology and cryptids and related subjects. And today we're happy to be joined by Thiago Luis Ch- Chiquetti, I hope I'm pronouncing that even close to right. He's joining us from Brasilia, Brazil, the capital of Brazil. Um, so uh, we're happy to have uh, another guest coming to us live from South America. Some of you know that uh, my fiance is uh, from South America, from Ecuador, um, but of course lives here with me. Uh, and since we don't reveal her name on the air, she's just known by her alias of La Saccaria. Um So we're very fond of of, uh, the South American continent up here. So enough about that, that, nobody cares. Thiago, thank you for joining us and and tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Thank you, Jeff, for the invitation. So speak Spanish, I can understand you speaking in Spanish.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this Uh, is my Spanish, it's it's excellent. (laughs) Well, uh,
3: I'm from Brazil, Uh, I, I am 47 years old, I'm researching ufology since I was 19, so close goes 30 years, almost 30 years uh, researching the UFO phenomena. I'm also uh, director of the MUFON in Brazil and the president of the Brazilian Commission of Ufologists and co-editor of the Revista UFO magazine. So I have a, a little background.
2: Yeah. That. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, Philip has a way of finding all the folks who not are just involved with MUFON, but are in leadership positions. So that's, that's terrific. Um, and first of all, should you be speaking Portuguese, not Spanish?
3: Yeah, we speak in Portuguese because, but uh, Portuguese is very close to Spanish. If you say, if you are a Spanish language uh, uh, person, if you talk, if you speak, uh, no, is low. We slowly we, we can understand, but if you speak it fast, it's impossible.
2: <laughs> right, like it's like Italian and Spanish, right? It's similar yeah, but not yeah. the same. Or or, or like uh, American English and Scottish. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, yes. <laughs> anyway. I live in, in England.
3: I live in, in England, and I had a, a lot of friends from Wales and, and Scotland, and when they start to speak, a third kind of language, I, I never understand. <laughs>
2: I have, it's funny. I I do some other podcasts about totally different topics. uh, And it was uh, one of my co hosts, or maybe I'm his co host, is from Australia. And we were talking about accents, and we both have a lot of trouble with Scottish accents, less with Irish accents, but a lot with Scott. And then he was going into the Northeast england and the northwest england i'm like listen, <laughs> true. no i i don't know that anybody in england gives me trouble with their accents like i can either confirm that i'm not that familiar with the regional dialects but i can tell you that in the u.s if you have a really strong cajun accent i'm gonna have just as much trouble understanding you as if you're speaking greek russian or portuguese to me so anyway <laughs> again this is all uh, probably background information so yeah so what got you into ufology i mean Oftentimes, it's intellectual curiosity, but I find very often that there's been some sort of personal experience. So um, I'm going to ask you, coming in blind, what what is it that that led you into this field and got you so invested in this to become a researcher, uh, author, and a leader in MUFON? Uh,
3: Well, Jeff, uh, my father was a Brazilian uh, Air Force pilot, and uh, he, he loved this subject. And uh, but but I, I always say that uh, I know I don't know the ufology was in my blood because since I was a, a boy, uh, when I start to read and write, I learned to read and, and write, I, I read uh, comic books like Spider Man, Captain America, stuff like that. You too, I'm wearing, I, I'm wearing my Avengers
2: uh, Infinity War it. shirt. I yeah. love
3: it, I love it and uh i prefer marvel than dc me too uh, <laughs> and uh i i read as well UFO magazine that that we had at, back that age uh, we have a, uh planet planet magazine and uh i had a sighting i have a sighting in in 1982 1982 i was uh 7 years old and uh i was living in in rio de janeiro because as I said, my father was a pilot, so we had to move a lot in in Brazil. I li- I, I I lived in Santa Maria, Rio Grande do Sul State. I live lived in Natal, Rio Grande do North State, and Rio de Janeiro. And um, well, I, I had this, this sighting. I saw a a a red a red ball coming from the the sky. I I was just seven, but uh, to that day, to that age, I lived almost all my life in, in air force bases, so I knew what it was. It was in 1982. Uh, I knew it was a balloon, or a helicopter, or airplane, and then what I saw was nothing like that. I saw this red, glowing, bright red ball coming from the the sky, and then a rising. Uh, uh, landed in in a in a mountain we call Pedra da Gabia. And uh I don't know how long but uh, few a few minutes later, uh, this boat appeared again, uh, departing like like like, uh, like uh, uh, getting bigger and brighter and then make a strange legacy movement and spit away in in uh, to the sky and disappeared
2: so it let it it flew across it looked like it landed it rose again formed a z which is not how any you know i mean maybe now drones can do it but in 1982 there was nothing we know of that men could create that could do that and then it shot out of your eye shot eyesight yes uh, perfect
3: perfect and then my my curious my curiosity uh get bigger because i want to know. i always, always still want to know what was that and from then i started to read more and more and more books about ufo and and when i moved to brasilia in 1994 i started to research i joined in a, in a ufo group here in brasilia and since then i never stopped
2: okay and i, I skipped over just because I, I mean i thought i made it clear but just for those who don't know brasilia is the capital city of Brazil, uh, because I know sometimes when you, uh, you people speak Spanish, they actually refer to Brazil as Brasilia. So I just want to make it clear that Brasilia is the city inside Brazil. Um,
3: yeah, it's the capital. It's not Buenos Aires, please. Buenos Aires is not the capital of Brazil. <laughs> Many
2: people think that the well, well, Buenos Aires is the, Brazil's capital. <laughs> well, isn't Buenos Aires in Argentina?
3: Yes, but many people think that, that that Buenos Aires is Brazil's capital. It's not.
1: Brazil is Brazil's
2: capital. Yeah. No, I I, I knew it wasn't Rio de Janeiro, but I thought maybe it was São Paulo, São Paulo is so it's so big. Anyway, Brazil's an enormous country, but yeah. But it would be very interesting to have your capital in another country. That would that would be a that would be a unique uh, geopolitical move. There, that that's a power <laughs> move. We're you know, we're putting our capital city in your country. Take that. Um, so any, anyway, um, so all right. So you had this personal experience, and this yeah. You know, so this led you to the group, um, and so you know, were there any other shared experiences that were similar to yours or identical? Or, you know, or obviously you stayed within the group. Uh, and, you know, I don't know when people think UFOlogy, they, they think much about South America. You think the U.S., you think the U.K., you hear about other things. But this is really a worldwide phenomenon. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about, like, UFO culture, UFO experiences, if there's been, you know, sort of, you know, your version of Area 51, if there is one, or, or Randall, Randall Sham. I mean... You know, what What are the close encounters of the third kind from, you know, the southern hemisphere that we should know about?
3: Well, here in, in South America, Brazil especially, uh, we have a lot of cases, uh, worldwide known cases like uh, Villas-Boas' abduction. And uh, we have the Virginia case. Uh, we have the, the night of the UFOs in Brazil in 1986. And uh, we don't have uh, like uh, area 51, we don't. Uh, but we have a lot of cases here in Brazil, and, and I can say in Argentina, in Chile, in Uruguay, in Peru, Paraguay, we have a lot of cases here. And they, in the most part of these cases are not studied by by the government, because here in South America the government is not. You know, is not uh, worried about it. Uh, okay, they they have the the report, they have the uh, testimonies, but uh, there's there's no here mainly here in Brazil, there's not uh, a specific department or office or something that were created uh, to investigate the UFO phenomena. Mm-hmm. For example, United States. We have here what we call the uh, Noite Oficial dos OVNIs, the official night of UFOs. Uh, 21 UFOs were chased here in the skies of Brasilia, Rio de Janeiro, Minas Gerais, and São Paulo states. Uh, We had five uh, airplanes, uh, three uh, F-5s, and two Mirage air, aircraft chasing or looking for or trying to und- uh, identify this object that was recorded on the radar, that was saw on, on by people in the in the con- in tower of the airports and people on the ground, and uh, we had this this almost all night, began began uh, uh, nine, nine, uh, 9 p.m. until four a.m. the next day. And uh we had a press conference the next day by the Brazilian Air Force uh where they they uh release a report with the conclusion that those UFOs that objects were real and were controlled uh by intelligent uh, kind. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But they will, they would study more and uh, and publish another report. Well, past almost uh, more than thirty years, and we never saw this report. So, from some way, they got interested with the case, but the report, this official report, if if they have one, never came to us.
2: So in the United States there's you know there's always the possibility that the US Air Force or or some part of the defense industry or whatever is testing advanced technology and, and that probably exists in Europe and China as well uh and you know I don't want to reveal my ignorance but I I am assuming that there's no military in South America that is at that stage where that might be the case I mean is there is there like black ops and, you know, dark advanced technology, is that sort of like always a possibility that, that the Brazilian military or, or some military down there is testing that? I mean, we always hear about that China's building this, that, and the other thing, you know, in other continents. Could they also be, you know, testing equipment there? Is is that part of the narrative of the possibility, or is that, you know, pretty much ruled out?
3: no rule out uh, here uh, i can I can speak uh about Brazil we don't have this this kind of technology we don't have the uh, we don't have money we don't have budget for that uh okay. we we involved in a, in a several problems financial problems social problems political problems and the Brazil never spend money to the military uh to do something like that okay uh it's sad. But uh, we had in our hands, we had uh, the UFO that crashed in Virginia. We had in our hands uh, the aliens that was uh, captured in Virginia, and what we did, we sent to USA.
2: Well, Virginia, so, you're talking about Virginia in Brazil, right? Now, there's a yeah. state, Virginia, in, in the U.S. So I just want to make that clear. Also, did, was there any description? What was the physical description of, of the aliens if it got out?
3: Oh, they they had a, a brown. A brown skin, like oil, uh, with oil, and they had uh, big red eyes, and and three three. It's not horn, but three things on the on the, on his head. And so far, we think that we had uh, captured four or five of these creatures, but probably going to be uh, were uh, seven of them.
2: They were and all. We had, uh, I'm sorry, they, they all fit the same description, they were all the same. Yeah, I'll the just same use, description. I'll just use the same, same race. And and you were, you said he. Um is that just a, a, a throw-in? I am not a stand-in, or were they able to identify gender?
3: No, there's no identified gender. Uh, uh, they he is just because he, we speak it here in Portuguese, okay. he is that's like fine. A, that's fine. Uh, but it, it was a uh, creature that they just look like the same with no clothes, no not not suit nothing like that just uh brown in, in, in color skin but you know what that sounds white. like
2: that that sounds like sort of like the ant people like demons it's sort of it's sort of terrifying that description I mean it's you know not that the grays whether they're the short grays or the tall grays or reptilians are are not scary either but um this is different and 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 you know this sort of fits into sort of one of my theories that that a lot of things that go bump in the night that we're scared of or things that we venerate uh or the opposite may have come from the stars and and this description actually fits within my narrative more than say uh you know short greys do or 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 even tall greys to be frank
1: yeah
3: but uh difference but there's uh they just they have just the that those three horns like it's not horns. Some kind of under under head,
2: were they, they sharp came. or were they uh rounded? So, so
3: sharp, rounded, rounded.
2: So, so some uh, type of node or nodules, but maybe it was for communication, maybe it was extra yeah, lobes. Maybe,
3: maybe a helmet, maybe a helmet. Oh, we don't know because yeah. uh, the, the girl that saw it and uh, the officer that saw it, they all report the same creature like brown and, and very, very skin, very skin. Uh, it's like. Skin like the grays, but totally different because the grays the had the black eyes. The, the this this those creatures had uh, red eyes, and uh, we captured we captured these creatures and we sent to unicamp, the University of Campinas in São Paulo State, and then well started the cover up. All sort of, oh, always uh, there's a cover up, and uh, so far we know that. We you know we suppose that we send this this, this aliens these beings these entities to the United States together with the with the, the UFO that crash I
2: uh, read I came across a story not too long ago that uh, the, the Brazilian Air Force pilot or maybe pilots uh, saw some uh, now they are called unidentified aerial phenomena but saw some flying objects that they identified as UFOs and this this was recently, within the last few months?
3: Yeah. Uh, in Brazil, we have a lot of the, the reports of the UFOs uh, by pilots. Uh, my father, as I told you, was a, a Brazilian Air Force pilot and, uh, and have a lot of contacts in, in Brazilian Air Force. And uh, the sight is very normal, very, very, it's, it's very common. But they, they prefer to not uh, report, official report. Because they're gonna be under investigation to the uh, psychiatry, and they stop to fly until discover if he's okay. So they prefer not to 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 report officially, and they report it always off records.
2: Right. Yeah. Well. Well, this made it to the to the news, at least to, to my attention. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't know the details. Um, yeah, I don't blame them because if you're if you are. Uh, Pilot, and you want to remain a pilot and not be grounded and get a psych eval, or if you're up for a promotion, th- this probably can't help you any, um, you know. Except in o- only in the movies. Um, I have to ask you this because you know one of the more mysterious and famous things in South America are the Nazca lines, and a lot of people speculate that because of the the technology and just the the height of, of where these things were. Uh, Drawn into or carved into the stone, uh and the length—I mean, I, I've heard two miles, I've heard nine miles, whatever it is—and it, it's above the tree line, and and you know the age of it, that you know the technology shouldn't have existed, and or what kind of efforts had to be done to do that. So why? So some of, some people have speculated that that was basically the runway lights, that 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 was basically you know how you could tell from above that there was an airport there or so, something like that. So. Is, is that like an American interpretation or is that is that something in South America we go the nazca lines yep that that was definitely like a you know a spaceport at some point that was the landing strip um or is it just like nah man don't don't, don't denigrate our ancients they they were just they were honoring the gods and yeah it was a herculean effort but so were the pyramids um so what, what what's the view from Brasilia, anyway, as to the Nazca Lines. Is there any tie-in with ufology, or, or definitely not?
3: Well, it is. Uh, uh, I overflew uh, Nazca Lines. I went to Peru in 2015, if I'm not wrong, 15, 17, I, I, I don't remember. But I was in Peru and overflied Nazca Lines. It's amazing. It's amazing. You take a plane and make make uh, turns and see all this, the things on the ground. Uh, the mystery is not the figures itself
0: dramatic pause a dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all dramatic pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents and radio voiceovers it makes you look really smart even if you're not feet deserve a go-to like that Like Hey Dude Shoes, light, comfy, good to go to. It's time for some family fun as Jolly Shows rolls into the Marley Station Mall Wednesday, September 21st to Sunday, September 25th. Ride the Raptor, the Giant Wheel, or one of our great kiddie rides on the Midway. Win a prize at one of the games. Taste some delicious carnival foods like funnel cakes, cotton candy, candy apples, or sausage and peppers. There is fun for the whole family. Get information and save big on ticket packages at MarylandCarnivals.com. That's right, MarylandCarnivals.com. Don't miss Jolly Shows at the Marley Station Mall, September 21st to September 25th. Get your tickets today
3: themselves uh because they can't do that they they just just dig the soil and uh a a black black sand will appear so you can you can draw it uh the mystery is why do they make uh, things so big and proportional geometrically proportional perfect right in the in the land because unless unless they want something in the sky to watch it
2: yeah i mean listen if if you just take a pen to the wall and extend your arm up and just write your name something you've done your entire life the chances of it coming out as a straight line are infinitesimally small you you we're just not used to doing that and and meanwhile they're doing that you know where there's no way a human could see the small picture let alone uh you know basically a mural you know a, a work that goes for miles um so i'm sorry to interrupt continue where you were left off
3: no that that's perfect uh but the the great mystery uh is that the mountains mountains that were uh cut at an edge just like uh like like a, a butter if you 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 take a knife uh Put a knife in a, in a in a in a fire and then cut the 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 butt the the butter. There was a, a many many mountains like that. How they cut it? It's so perfect. It's not an airplane. Of course, it's not an airport. Of course, because if it will first land like a vertical mm-hmm. landing. In my opinion, uh, they will not need this this mountain to to uh, arrive uh but how they cut these mountains and why they cut these mountains is to 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 build something is to you know to make an airport i don't know i don't know a ufo port i don't know uh, but nazca it's it's amazing you have to go there you cannot see the, the nazca lines uh from the ground you have to go very very high to to, to see the, the the size the proportional uh the figures that it's it's in uh, in the desert.
2: Yeah, and aren't they all very very varied? Like some of them are extinct animals, and but there's other figures that are humanoid, and uh, I mean it's it, it's quite an artistic rendering.
3: Yeah, there's an astronaut there's astronaut drawing there. Uh, it's amazing. It's huge in in a mountain. In the edge of the mountain, it's it's huge the the astronaut.
2: Yeah, I think. And you, how do
3: they know that? Well, we call astronaut because it looks like an astronaut. We don't know.
2: Right, but, but that's our you know our word for it. But yeah, I mean, I've seen images, and I would I would urge the audience to take a look because if if you've not heard of the Nazca lines or not seen them, you you know you have to look into it, and you don't need to do a lot of reading to, to and look at the pictures to to realize. What a Herculean task this was, and and by, with by Herculean you would need like two armies of Herculeses on each side of the of this valley, basically. Um, I want to go back to the pilots for a while because while this probably should be self evident, uh, I'm this is a leading question in my business they call it, uh, but I don't know the answer necessarily. But I am assuming that Air Force pilots know the difference between. The, the torrid meteors or a comet or Starlink satellites, if you could see them, if you were up enough, you know, the difference between that, you know, maybe me with the naked eye, if I'm seeing, you know, a particular meteorite or whatever, or, you know, Starlink is, you know, the satellites on a particularly clear day or whatever are going up. I might interpret that as a UFO, but it, am I? is my assumption correct that a, that a trained Air Force pilot would know the difference?
3: Yes, uh, I know that. Because I, I I saw my father studying and make uh, simulators and, and training. Uh, the pilots are the best witnesses in the sky. They can, of course, they can uh, have a misinterpretation. Of course, they are humans. But uh, to you know to to uh, see a, a Venus planet and think that's a UFO. well they saw Venus. They they see Venus every day, right? Uh, so it's very difficult to just say, "Well, oh, that pilot just saw Venus." Well, no, uh, okay. They they could be uh, they could saw Venus, but it's very very difficult because they are very trained. Uh, here in Brazil, United States, every pilot, you know, you 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 are piloted on an aircraft of millions of dollars. Uh, or, or if you're a civilian pilot, you, you're piloting an, uh, an airplane of a million dollars with a uh, hundred passengers uh, uh, inside it. So you have to be the top gun. <laughs> you have to be the, uh, the best pilot to, to do it. So I think they're very trained to confuse uh, with something that we know. They probably saw uh, uh, a secret airplane. Okay. It's a point. But to say that the, every sighting of the planet is a Venus, a, a satellite, so it's a planet, no, I don't think so.
2: Okay. Uh, one more question, then we're going to get back to the aliens, because a thought crossed my head. Actually, when you mentioned Marvel and DC, uh, an image of Black Manta came into my head. And so Black Manta with red eyes maybe sort of describes these, these uh Aliens, but we're going to get back to this. And folks at home and chigo I know the difference between North America and South America. And I know that Mexico is not part of South America, but a lot of people erroneously think that it is. So I am going to just go with the nomenclature here, the, the, the misconception, and lump the Aztecs and Mayans into South America, even though they're not. Um, and specifically, Quetzalcoatl. So Quetzalcoatl is a legend, basically the firebird god who resurrected. And the multicolored firebird, I mean, sounds like it could be a fighter jet. It also sounds like, you know, from 500, you know, or thousand years ago, whenever, you know, that, you know, the Europeans got there around 500 years ago. The Quetzalcoatl obviously predates the Europeans by probably hundreds, if not thousands of years. I, I don't know. But is it? You know, is there any tie with ufology, with gods like Quetzalcoatl? And I'm sure that there are similar uh, thunderbird. I mean, we have thunderbirds here in First Nations uh, in North America, which Mexico is North America. Um, are there similar things in uh, South American cultures with South American First Nations and indigenous peoples? I mean, I, I'm going to guess the answer is yes, because firebirds sort of or something like that are sort of everywhere thunderbird firebirds. Um but do you think there's some association there?
3: Yes, I think. Uh, I was in Mexico as well. I, I know Mexico and, and Mexico City and Cancun and Tulum and Tehuacan. I was there and uh, it's amazing. And here in South America, in Brazil, I can say, we have uh, uh, folklore stories and have a, we have a legends uh, from things and gods coming from the sky or coming from lakes and rivers. And uh, if you stop and think that it's impossible, uh, a woman just came off the, the, the lake and river with glowing hands and fly, it's impossible. But the Indians say that. And uh, the folklore of Brazil is very rich. We have Caipora, we have Boitata, we have Mindagua they always are uh, they, uh, they are represented uh, as a ball of light okay you can be uh, uh, some some uh, uh, may say okay uh, it's going to be a uh, ball lightning probably some some of them going to be ball lightning but when of this ball lightning
2: i think maybe uh, you should t- t- tell people what ball lightning is
3: ball is, it's, it's like a, a electric charge of energy uh that makes a ball it's like a ray uh but uh just during uh f- uh ten five seconds
2: right it's, it doesn't appear like regular lightning that you associate with thunder and lightning storm and sometimes in the, it can occur in the upper atmosphere but it can also occur you know anywhere where there's a lot of static electricity sandstorms are sort of famous where, Yeah. you know some people think the legend of the the gin comes from ball lightning and sandstorms uh, some people have tied it to like Will of the Wisps or the jack-o'-lantern and, you know, and the fey folk and, and yes. whatever. So, ball. So uh, w- you know, what you're saying is that, you know, pilots and, and trained eyes know the difference between ball, lightning. While it's a really unique phenomena to us, to a layperson who might encounter and go, what the heck was that? A pilot knows the difference.
3: Yes, yes, of course. And uh, here in Brazil, our culture is a rich of folklore. And we have this representation of the uh, ball of lightnings pursuing or, or trying to, to, to touch uh, the Indians or, or people in the inside country. And uh, the reports are, well, the, the ball came and touched the, the person, the person disappeared and appeared again three days later. Well, that's a deduction. It's yeah. a deduction. So we can, I, I'm we can we can indeed, uh, make this this uh, uh link between ufology and uh, you know culture or folklore.
2: Yeah, folks, if you want to do any cross referencing uh, easily through the Garden of the Link, back to probably it's probably in the shows somewhere between twenty and thirty. Uh, I had a guest on named Rodrigo Machado. Rodrigo, hello. I hope you're still listening. And he's in Brazil. He's from Brazil and, and he did, and he did a show and he presented on some myths, legends, lore monsters of South America and did a real nice job. And, and, you know, go, go back and take a listen to that and maybe do some cross referencing and w- with this show and see if you see any, uh, similarities or at least, you know, maybe you'll be more interested in, in that culture. And maybe like me, you'll stumble upon similarities with myths, legends, lores, uh, and other places and, and go down, you know, go down my rabbit hole and who knows, maybe your head will pop up somewhere in the garden of the doom. But, uh, anyway, um, so the, you know, I always think the firebird, you know, with, with the multicolors and, and whatnot, that that could be, you know, lights, that could be something coming through the atmosphere as it's burning through the atmosphere. I'm not sure about the need of extraterrestrial vehicles to need lights. Uh, I, I assume that their technology is beyond the point where they need lights, but maybe not. Why do Why do I assume that? I mean, you don't need lights in space, but maybe they still need or want lights, uh, you know, on, on Earth, maybe, I, I you know, to to or any uh, uh, structure, but you know, um, but lights or burning in the atmosphere or just the impact of the technology uh, on the you know, could create like a aurora borealis type of effect with multicolor. So, uh, you know, I, these are thoughts that go through my head. Is this, is this anything that, uh, you or your other researchers, uh, have looked into or thought about?
3: Yeah, sure. Uh, why do they, they need lights, like brake lights, like, uh, you know, I'm going to turn to left, so I have to turn on my light.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, uh, I, I think that probably going to be something like, uh, interaction with the uh, our atmosphere i don't know like a, like a, a, a chemical phenomena something like that uh in my opinion they don't want to to be seen uh they come here to our planet and do what they have to do and leave it leave our planet we don't know their agenda uh they if they want to to show themselves like okay we are here Let's come to talk. They will land in 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 Washington. They will land here in Brazil in the Central Park in in New York. Uh, but they don't want that. They don't want that. So why do they need lights to appear to show themselves? Right. I think it's, it's something more like a chemical, like a chemical result, from, like something like that, like the 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 aurora boreal, like you said. Uh, so. I don't know why they need it. Uh, probably some kind of chemical, chemical
2: consequence. Let's go back to our black Manta friend. Because actually, you know, when you were when you were giving the physical description, until you said it, it didn't occur to me that perhaps that's not actually the skin. That that's that's a that's a environment suit. That that's a uniform, whatever. And that makes a lot of sense. Um, and so now I so now I'm going to call them the black Mantas, You know. Uh, Shout out DC Universe. Okay, we we don't we, we just like Marvel better. We don't hate you. Um, so, so the the, the, the Black mantis you said that they went to a university and then there was a cover-up, but I think at some point you said they were sent to the United States. Where in the United States were they sent or or, or was the, the track, did it go cold?
3: Well, I, I know that uh, the United States have a, a lot of influence here in South America. And, uh, well, they do that because they want to keep... Uh, the Americans together, like uh, they don't want to. Some country in in South America became a communist or, or Soviet uh, uh, partner, something like that. Uh, Russia partner. Uh, we
2: were worried about well, the wrong I, communists, weren't we? <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. What what we know that uh, uh, we know that the the, the U.S. military has uh, connections and deals with Brazilian. Uh, army as well, our Force and, and Navy, and uh, the, you have the NORAD. The NORAD see everything that comes in, in our space, in the atmosphere, and uh, in this case of Virginia, the NORAD, uh, they detected the UFO, they detected the UFO, over, uh, entering the atmosphere and then stopped it in in, in Minnesota State, where the Virginia City is. And they got in touch with the Brazilian Army, and then developed all the the operation to recover the the, the aliens or the entities, and uh, to recover the UFO. We have here in Brazil testimony of two a couple that saw the UFO with a with a a hole in the in a in a in a the back. Now there was like a cigar-shaped UFO, and this object has a hole in the back in the in the back and uh, then disappear and we have the t- testimonies of the the military that we oh, yes we 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 carry some little coffees and uh, we, we carry some strange beings like brown and big uh, red eyes and uh, this military said well we sent to the America we sent first to University of Campinas Unicamp and then they some of the Brazilian uh, doctors and scientists saw it saw the, the entities, and then there's some kind of agreement, some kind of a, you know partnership that uh, make Brazil send the UFO and the bodies to the United States. We don't know why, probably because the United States has interest in study and development and trying to recreate the UFO. Uh, and study the the, the aliens, but uh, what? Yeah.
2: And the what technology and the energy. Yeah, technology, the, of course. The, the why yeah, is easy is, to figure out. The, the why Brazil sent it is, is, yeah, maybe they got F. Because Brazil,
3: there, Brazil, there's no no money, no interest, and and no capacity to development such studies. I, I wish we have, but we don't have.
2: So even now, yeah, you know, I I had thought that Brazil came a long way in the last few decades
3: yes but uh, we don't we, we don't have a a department we don't have a, a office we don't have uh a, a, a nothing an an agency that are able to investigate we okay. don't have it unfortunately we don't have it they couldn't In leverage total... it
2: do you do you think that did yeah. did Brazil maybe get like like squadron of f sixteens at a low price it was, There was there some sort of you know timing exchange there that that was put together yeah
3: yeah I think so. Uh okay when I said we give we give you a UFO and the in the aliens beings and, and uh send to me, you know, a little of technology or send me send give me a, a ticket to, to our first astronaut to go to the space.
2: Oh yeah. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, you've had an astronaut yeah, come it. to the right. yeah, we had it. True. We had it. Good point. Um for those who don't know what NORAD is, NORAD is, is an acronym, it's the, the North American Air Defense, that's all NORAD means. It is a Giant, complex, mostly underground in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, anyone who's seen a lot of American movies, you've seen it depicted in movies like War Games, going back to the '80s. But it's a you know it's a throwback to the Cold War. It's supposed to be able to resist uh, nuclear um, direct hits from nuclear missiles, you know, ICBMs and whatever. So that that's what NORAD is, and uh, you know the entire U.S. Air Defense. And, you know, and all sorts of community. there's a, there's a executive, you know, office there, for, you know, in case the president uh, gets there, that, that, that's sort of like the, one of the places of last resort. Uh, well, I guess last resort is Air Force One keeps flying, you know, for, forever. But um, anyway, that's what NORAD is. Um, And uh, don't, don't, don't try to break in. You probably have a better chance getting into Area 51 than into NORAD. Um, so... All right, let's let's get back to your story. So, um, what inspired you to write the book, and what's your book about? Oh, Up, you, you, your your mic is off. Oh, sorry. There you go. Uh,
3: I have I have uh, thirteen books. I wrote thirteen books.
2: Oh wow! Uh, what are your books about? <laughs> <laughs>
3: and uh, one in English, this year for context in Brazil, that was translated to French. And I have other books in Portuguese. Uh, Two of, uh, of them about uh, UFO topology. Two of them alien topology, alien topology, and one of the UFO topology. And the rest of
2: what is the topology? Topology, topology? Define topology for us.
3: Type type of alien type of uh, of UFOs, like forms, like uh, they look like, how they look like.
2: Well, that sounds great. That sounds really fascinating.
3: Yes, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very, it's a very, it's a very. Uh, a nice study because you have to to dig a lot to get uh, information and uh, description of the ufos and the aliens and uh, i try to make it big groups so you can understand how they look like uh the aliens for example i i separate them in four great group big groups like uh, humanoids exotic uh, robotic and animals just like just uh like look they looks like sure if they have uh, you know if they have uh, uh skin like a, like a reptile animal they if they just uh, looks like us they like humanoids uh human human humanoids and uh i took 5 6 years uh, studying uh books and, uh, the, and the investigation, and I talk with uh, testimonies, people that were abducted, and uh, researchers that investigate some of the cases, well, so I, I made these books about UFO and aliens, and uh, these books in English, UFO Contacts in Brazil, is about the, it's like a, a, the history of the UFO cases, the UFO phenomena in Brazil. Since pre 1930s to 2015, I have to update this book Mm -hmm. as well. And uh the people outside of Brazil uh they know a lot of the Brazilian cases, the Antônio Velas Boas, Ubatuba Case and uh Virginia, but there are a lot of cases, very interesting cases here in Brazil that the people from other
0: So I thought, well, oh, this
3: opportunity, Philip Mantel uh asked me, "Chang, do you want to write a book about the ufology in Brazil? So that people can know more about this, what happened in Brazil. So it's a great idea. And uh, I wrote these books in more than five hundred pages and more than three hundred of uh photos and illustrations. Wow. So there's a lot of information about the ufo- ufo- ufology in, in Brazil.
2: Are you going to write a follow-up book with the you know the rest of the South America, or maybe doing region by region?
3: Well, um, I I think about it, but uh, I have have to collect the informations. There's a lot of information in South America. So it's gonna be a, an encyclopedia of UFOs in South America. Uh, but it's a, it's a, one of my 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 thoughts, my things to 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 write something like that. And I will need the help, of course, of my friends in in Argentina, and Chile, and Uruguay, to to put this this all this case in a paper.
2: Yeah, that sounds fascinating. Um, you said that you had uh, basically inventory types and and you know put them into four categories. Around how many different types have you you know roughly different types have you uh, counted?
3: Seventy two. Oh my goodness,
2: seventy two yeah. types. Now, do they fit into the four? Mega animal, humanoid, reptilian yes. lizard. Okay, yes. so what is the the rough breakdown of those seventy two into those four categories?
3: Well, uh, uh, I had to take, I have to to have uh, the best details of the the every case. I I start to investigate the case, and uh, I investigate two twelve hundred twelve thousand cases. To write this book. Wow. And uh, almost uh, 2000 got all the information that I have that I need, like the place, uh, witnesses, uh, year, date, and details of description. And uh, I start to 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 read and make my my own draws of drawings of the this these entities and then of of this case all drawing of this case all these uh entities I start to separate them like well this is this one looks like a human okay this looks like a uh a, a, a animal okay this looks like uh something like never seen before exotic okay robotic and I start to do it and I asked for help from from other ufologists to help me or let's let's divide, let's separate this. What do you think? And there was a very, very hard work to to get all of this. And of course I had uh other books that did this before. So I trying to understand how they, they separate and I tried to do in my book as well.
2: Did any of the ufologists look at the typologies and say, "We've we've investigated, and that's ex- that's really very close or exactly what we we found." You know that that kind of uh, uh, physiology, or I'm not even sure if that's the right word, but uh, anatomy. Uh, you know that, that that's what our witness described. Uh, yeah. Know. And and about many, how p- many?
3: Many. 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 And in Brazil or outside of Brazil many. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah I, a lot of I, yeah. people said, well Chago, it's missing this type. <laughs> so uh, probably gonna be much more than seventy two types. I mean uh when people describe when the the person described it, this 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 entity, this alien, they described what they are seeing. Uh probably an alien with three eyes like a voronezh case in, in, in Russia in eighty ninety eighty nine the, the the witness described well they are he was very big with three eyes. Well probably uh there's no three eyes. There are lights inside of a helmet. And people thought, well they are they have a, he has three eyes. So maybe there's no seventy-two types or maybe it's much more than seventy-two types.
2: Yeah, or like you're saying it could be different kinds of Uniforms that in terror or dark or yes. purposefully you 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 can't tell difference between the uniform and the actual body. Um yeah, like the three eyes could two two eye holes and maybe like an infrared sensor or something. I don't know, you know, or x-ray. Um I have to ask this about some of the animal ones. Do do any of the descriptions match sort of like sort of like our famous myths that are out there, like you know, is there a minotaur form or, you know, or is there like something that would fit like your, your stereotypical version of the devil or, you know, I mean, you know, do we have anything out there that answers one of my bump in the night things? Anything that with like reptilian wings that looks like a gargoyle or a demon or something? I mean, hoping the answer is yes. If it's no, that's okay too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, we, have,
3: uh, types like a we have types like a mothman. We have types like a bigfoot uh we have types like uh 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 very uh, a robotic type like uh uh a vampire types oh yeah tell me about the vampire type <laughs> it was a case in in argentina that uh i think it might been similar to mothman but uh, there's a, a case in argentina in 1935 1936 uh, a group of students were uh, making camping, a camping, and uh, they saw this this entity. It was not night; it was five five p.m., six p.m., not dark, and they saw this this type of uh, alien. Let's say alien uh, just jump in front of them, and they described it the, was well, he, he, it was like a, a drug because. He has a, a, a pointed ears, uh, uh yellow, yellow and yellow and red eyes color, and two teeth like a vampire.
2: Okay, now we're talking.
3: And the yes, and, and the uh described this thing that uh, wearing just a black suit with no wings, nothing like that, and uh, they they felt attracted by this this, this entity, just
2: Dracula, Dracula no, Kiponite,
3: Kiponite. right the Glamour, yes, and, uh, but they they escaped, they ran away and and left the the creature behind, behind,
2: or the creature left them behind, um, (laughs) probably, (laughs) so, all right, tell me about the Bigfoot type
3: uh the bigfoot we have here in the united states of course cause there's of-
2: bigfoots everywhere there's sasquatch there's yeti there's the yeti there's the yes. ape man i mean every place there's a bigfoot my 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 favorite bigfoot is of course inky from from the epic of, Gil- of gilgamesh but uh you know what, what tell me about the the bigfoot version of the uh, of the I'll use alien also why not
3: yes uh uh they 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 are uh, very uh, hairy her, it's just like the the, the the common bigfoot that we see in, in films and, and the comment and series and documentaries. But why they are in the in the field of phology? Because I research a, a lot of cases, and uh, in main many of these cases, the the thought this alien uh, was was coming or coming out or, or getting side of a UFO. Just just getting in or getting out of a UFO. So it was not just one case. I have more than 10 cases in the United States, and England, and Scotland, and I have one in, in Australia. Well, it, and they describe the same creature, tall, like a two, two and a half meters and three meters high hairy and uh, the uh, like a a monkey like like a the bigfoot with long arms just like almost touching the the, the ground
2: so let me ask you where did they have clothing i mean were they like the the wookies from star wars who sometimes they had clothes or was they were they like you know animal they they just you know had the, their hair was their clothes
3: no their hair uh, in the description they never mention mention uh Wars. Because some people that interview or or, or are reading books, they they describe all this just like the Chewie of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. If they, in my opinion, if they uh, think that uh, this aliens looks like Chewie, Chewbacca, I, I you know I step backward because oh. Uh, I think they they know something and trying some fantasy in 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 his head. Uh but it uh, just Harry and and the face is like the Yeti. it's a, it's a black face. Uh Chewbacca is a brown oh oh brown, brown color.
2: It's like a dog and, face uh, on a you know a, you know it's Wookiee's yeah. look different than, than Bigfoots, though. I mean it's it's a you know it's a. I I mean it would be an easy way to describe something because of the you know the exposure of of, of yeah, Star Wars for me, of
3: for, me, for me Chewbacca is a ewok ground. Uh, very, very taller. <laughs> Much taller.
2: There you go. I mean my my the you know, everyone knows the Bigfoot from uh you know, from the old $6 million man movies and Sasquatch from the Alpha Flight comic books and things like that, but, but yeah, but and the, the that film, I forgot what it's called. I want to say Zapruder, but that's not Zapruder. That's Kennedy. Um, but uh, yeah, Bigfoot, and while there are similarities, they're, they're very distinctive looking. So, um, okay, so we've got the the Bigfoots. We're, okay, so then we have to ask, were there little green men? Were there big green men or other reptilians?
3: We have all of this.
2: Oh this have, is fantastic
3: fantastic. Uh, <laughs> so, or planet has been invaded we don't know fantastic. Uh, uh, so, we have uh all this kind of 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 uh, alien we have uh, 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 grays, uh, s- a grays taller gray smaller gray we have aliens with uh, uh green color and we have uh you know reptilians we have all of this all of this.
2: I am really fascinated by the greens because, uh, you know, not so because of the, the reptilians. And I know how reptilians now, you know, reptilian people are sort of like, uh, you know, oh, they're controlling the world secretly. For the, You know, I mean, sure, that's interesting, too. But, you know, uh, the, the, the greens, because, I mean, going back, the, the, the green man sort of is, is, you know, has always sort of been legend, you know, well before there was any sort of reptilian well like I shouldn't even really say that I mean I you know who knows when the first reptilian myth started but um, but that's more you know modern anyway um, so uh, the, the the green man uh, you know is, is you think there's any connection between the, these different greens and the, the various green man or, or you know the color green kind of myth that goes back through e- even like pre-christianity
3: yeah uh, when when we we say green man uh, that I put in my book, uh, in, in some in some cases they have the, the green skin color, but in, in in the most part of the cases they they glow green. We have a case in Belgium in ninety ninety eighty nine ninety eighties. I think it is Volvert case in 1980s uh entity was like a, uh, like holding a vacuum and uh, start to walk and then walking uh, in the ground and and there was a wall and they start to walk in in a wall and he has a, a green glowing bright area all of all of him and uh, the people think well they they are green but it's just glowing green gotcha. and, 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 and and we have cases in in, in Argentina where uh, kids were playing uh, in, in Entre Rios Entre Rios is a city in Argentina they were playing there and they saw small kids green small kids like uh, 1 meter and thirty centimeters and uh, but they looks like old oh, like dwarfs. Where they jump jumping and playing with these kids for, for a week and then disappear so we have him in, in south america <laughs> this this report of uh, of, uh, of uh, green things as well
2: little gnomes or leprechaun types uh, you know kind of, yeah and and by way, thing you know there are things that change color i mean and by things uh, you know there are chameleons that change color there are octopus that change color there are, so there, there there are animals here on earth that change color but even think about humans like when a baby is born it's not unusual for the baby to have blue eyes and and blonde hair uh, but you know sometimes within weeks or years they have brown eyes brown hair I mean you know you know things change color even here so it's, it's very possible that uh you know a, a youth uh alien is born green but you know grows up to be a different shade or or you know or their eyes change or whatever just just like here or maybe they just changing color is part of their you know was their defense mechanism now or 4 million years ago and it's irrelevant now but it doesn't do any harm so there's no reason to breed it you know it's never been darwinized out so i don't know sometimes you you know too much and know too little so when i was like talking about the green man i'm like struggling internally because i don't know what's the chicken or egg whether it's you know the green man you know became satan or because the green man was the the evil reptilian from something else that that the green man became Satan, or that Satan became the green man, you know, or you know, I, I don't know which is first. So uh, that when I have these delays, hook is not green
3: when the uh, uh, broom is not green, <laughs> it turns
2: the, green. So that that's <laughs> it a rook. The, that, that, That's right. She-Hulk too. She didn't start out green either, but uh, uh, you know, but that that's true. So uh, and okay, so you have encountered small greys and large greys as well.
3: Yes. Uh, Mainly in the United States, of course, but uh, we have uh, since 2010 here in Brazil, we have some case of people that were updated. They, they reported that we, they were abducted by small grays and tall grays. And uh, this, was, this was new here in Brazil.
2: Yeah, the grays, I mean, is a very US Eurocentric phenomenon. It's interesting. Now it's in South America, also. Um, I, I don't know what to, to make of that, but it sounds like when you've when you've itemized seventy two different uh, distinct species, let's just say um, that it's almost like it's not an invasion. It's almost like we're being auditioned by. A, uh, a search committee from, uh, you know, a galactic federation or something like the Senate and stars, they're, they're visiting they're you know, they're, they're debating. Cause you know, you have some abductions, but we, you know, and some abduction stories are worse than others, but you know, it's not an invasion. If the, if, if, if with this technology, if they want to invade, they, they have already won. I mean, it, you know, it wouldn't even be close. There wouldn't be seven and a half billion of us, you know, causing our own chaos. At least that's my theory, unless, causing our own chaos is their theory it's a, it's it's an easier they can wait a couple of 100 years you know that that's you know maybe that's like waiting 3 months for them i you know who knows but um do do you have any theories on you know why there's the 72 species is it, is, are they operating in conjunction with each other or are they separate and distinct or does it it doesn't fall into all of the above
3: no we we have, i have in my in my in my book Cases where uh, they are in the same addiction scenario, let's say, environment. Uh, we have uh, a, a grace, the, the, the small gray, we have uh, human beings, like human beings, and we have uh, insectoids. Okay. So, I'm glad you we, we did don't that. Know how they, yeah, cool. we don't know how they, where, where, where this comes from. Are they together? It's, a, it's a, a great question to us as well, like uh, UFO uh, researchers.
2: Have, have and, any witnesses uh, seen more than one type together and look like they're cooperating? I mean, I've heard stories of small grays and large grays operating together, and perhaps they're related species, perhaps it's just a coincidence, who knows? But I've heard those stories. But I haven't, I don't think I've heard any testimony or secondhand reports of, say, the small grays working with. Reptilians, or, or you know, so, you know, uh, an exotic, or something else that you know that describes just seems like it's the grays working together.
3: We do have, we do have Doctor uh, 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 David Jacobs. Doctor David Jacobs is a very good friend, and he wrote Intruders and, and No Intruders, for, but the Hopkins. Uh, he wrote uh, uh, Among Us, for example, The Threat, uh, as well. And uh, we spoke a lot, and he uh, told me, Chago, I have hundreds of cases where people uh, claim that it was it, they were abducted, and, and in this abduction, they found in the same room, uh, insectoids or tall grays or small grays, the gray, the, the the common grave, the, the smaller one. Uh, they're just to do the the dirty job. They have to go there, take the, 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 the abductee and bring to the some place.
2: Drones. and just
3: watch yes or try to calm down the, the, the abductee. But they are they they have a chief, a boss, something like that. Mm-hmm. And the boss probably is gonna be a taller gray or or is a toy or a human. And we have a very good theory by Helmut Lamer that wrote the book Milab military Lab, laboratory and in his book there are a lot of cases and uh, that uh, he claimed that the abductee was brought to a to a room with militaries human militaries together with this abduction so you, you know we, we are in a, in a soup of everything in ufology we are in the same in the same uh, uh, bound with a lot of things strange things and uh we we still don't know uh what's true what's not what's not true
2: i am going to ask you about the insectoids um and audience yes because of the anunnaki but fear not not that anunnaki not the sumerian anunnaki but the the first nations the, the legends from the hopi and the anasazi where Anunnaki means ant people, not not the not the star people. That, that uh, it seems to be a similar word in Sumerian. So the the ant people of First Nations lore have. I mean, it sounds like you have found insectoids. Do any of them match, like sort of like a ant people type of description? I'm
3: looking for. I'm looking. I'm looking here to my. I have the. I have the old separate types have the like uh, uh, statues here in my office and uh, like, like ant I don't have I know the, the Hopi the Hopi uh, stories and I know the Anunnakis from the stars from Sumeria, Sumerians. Uh, but uh, in my investigation in my investigation, I didn't found uh, find any kind of being like like an ant.
2: Okay, listen. That or that's the, fine. The it, it it's okay when we dispel certain things as well. Because if you just said yes to everything, people say he just says yes to everything. So, what kind of insectoids, uh, or you know, the best you can do to you know compare it to an earthbound insect, uh, you know, would you call it? And feel free to answer the same question, and lump it in together with like sort of lizard reptilian, like the the, the descriptions. Well, insectoid, we have cri- the
3: crickets. Uh, we have the, the how do you say in 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 English is um, let me find here in English is uh, mantis mantis yes. Oh, like the praying mantis. Cricket and mantis. Sure. Yes, we have praying mantis. We have like, lots spa- of this like
2: space like 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 space goes coast to coast. Did, did you have that down
0: yeah. there? <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. And uh we have a reptilian like, like a snake, like uh a, a alligator. Not like the, the face of alligator, but just much much like uh the V the series from the eighties. The final battle, V mm-hmm. the final battle. Sure. And uh and uh we have this kind of, of aliens of beings. I, I, I don't I don't like to call aliens entities because it, we don't know if they're from another planet, but aliens mm-hmm. just it means something like it's uh, out of your 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 country, out of uh, your world. Okay,
2: so let's say in. No, in- we could say extraterrestrials, or yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. You, you want to say unidentified visiting phenomena or unidentified visiting entities? <laughs> you can come up with UVE. That you could coin that phrase. Well, I just did. Unidentified U- visiting U- entities, U- trademark U- asserted. People, I'm in interstate commerce. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, Uves uh, uh, or Uves. I mean, you know, it, it does sound better than aliens. And of course, who's the alien depends on which planet you're on, doesn't it? Uh, or it, it, and maybe who got here first. I mean, I know that there's a lot of, you know, underground bases or hollow earth, uh, you know, th- theories, beliefs out there, but I don't really want to dive too much down that rabbit hole. One, cause if I get to too narrow a roof, I may fall into the uh, hollow earth. The other it's, uh, it dives into so many different areas that, that, you know, this is more of a research science based episode than, you know, so, sort of that kind of, you know, fantastical theory. Um, so, you did categorize different types of bodies. Have you also categorized different types of vessels, ships?
3: Yes, UFOs. Uh, I, I had, uh, I found 55 types of vehicles, vessels, and uh, since the like uh, just lights in the sky. Oh. To uh, huge uh, uh, cigar-shaped objects, like uh, objects that uh, transform themselves in another shape, and uh, the methodology to uh, uh, to investigate was the same of the the alien types. So. I found 55, 55 in 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 Brazil here in Brazil we had a, in in 1977 the super super uh, case. Well, people in 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 cities of uh, countryside of Brazil in Maranhão state in Amazonia, in Para they have been they have been uh, attacked by UFOs with being a flight. uh, the UFO, uh Shot lasers in some people. <clears throat> Sorry, and these people got anemia. They they lost uh, iron from their blood. And uh, the Brazilian force made a, a secret team to investigate. And this secret team got testimonies, got photos, got films of these UFOs. And uh, there are at least five or six types. Of vessels in this in in this period in 977 from November to to from from uh, October from October to to November December of 1977, uh, five or six types of vessels uh, attacking people. Wow. Are they the same? Are the same? Are they from the same planet or? Several planets are attacking the Brazilians here. We don't know.
2: How often have there been incidents of violence? I guess I've been operating under the uh, misassumption that, you know, it's usually not violent or if it is. I mean, listen, I don't want to diminish any abductees' experience or reality. I'm sure that was extremely violent to them, but it's not on a widespread, you know, attacking groups of people or a city or a country or whatever. But this sounds like this. this is different. But am, first of all, am I right? Is this different? Or, or, or have there been uh, smaller, larger scale acts of right. violence? And, or if it's different, you know, why do you think so?
3: I think I think it's different. Uh, uh, in, my, in 90% of the cases, there's no hostile activity uh, from these UFOs or entities. Uh, but in some cases, we, we do have, we have cases here in, in, in venezuela in nineteen fifty five were three small small aliens, Harry, uh, one with a helmet a rounded helmet, trying to abduct two uh, truck drivers. and they were two men, and uh, there were three of these aliens. but these three aliens' side was small, they were very strong. And they almost got this these two drivers abducted. Uh, so this was a hostile uh, manner. And uh, we have this in, 90, in 1977 in in, in Para Amazonas in Maranhão state, where this UFO shut down lasers in people. Some cities got uh, some city became uh, a ghost cities because everybody left. Yeah. And uh, we had and the, the Brazilian uh, uh, Air Force sent, as as I said, uh, a secret group, a uh, 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 military group, to investigate and try to to identify what was that, and they never got it. Interesting. Because the this investigation was shut down in December, started on October, and shut down in December with no reason, because they were still investigating the cases. Is still going on back that day, back that time. And uh, the the chief of this investigation was Captain William G. Holanda. Uh, he, he died uh, uh, a lot of years ago. And uh, he never got the answer why they shut down the investigation. We are that close to make a contact in his words. He said, well, I, I was... I was face-to-face with an alien and uh, when I got this information to my superior, to my boss, he told me, uh, we must shut down this investigation. Why? We don't know.
2: I have three questions for you and I'm I'm saying them now together so that you help me to not forget. One is, do you or does Brazil or the, the MUFON community in South America have first contact protocols? two has there been any disproportionate leadership or control from the reptilians versus any of the other species just to explore that sort of see if there's anything to that sort of reptilians thing uh three have you yourself believe that you've solved any mysteries any unanswered questions through your research that you could apply to something that was you know that, that there's a question mark? somewhere else in the world or, or what have you. And you like, yeah, no, I know what that is. So I know those are three big questions or maybe, you yeah, know, maybe they're not, but, uh, but those are my three questions. And then from there, I just want you to tell about your book, uh, and, you know, be a, you know, we, we want to sell it. Right. We want to sell some copies.
3: Yeah. 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 Uh Well, um, a protocol to the first contact we yes, move on. We have a protocol to contact, uh, of course. Authorities. Uh, we, if we have a, a official contact from this entities from another planet, another universe, or something like that, uh, there are protocols to be followed. And uh, I don't think that the theologists is going to be the first to be called to the place. Probably not. They're going to call the, the the police, the military, the scientists, and well, theologists. We we are here just to trying to 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 get an answer of uh, the question are we alone or have been have we been visited by, by aliens something like that if they show all these questions are you know are answered uh the second questions i don't think that the reptilians are trying to 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 conquer the, the world uh i don't think that video that showed the obama blinking like a lizard or, 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 uh, uh, Queen Elizabeth is a lizard, is a child. I know this, I think she's, uh, she's more than 100 years, but I, I think she's like 110 years, 120 years, but looks like 99.
2: Uh, I think she just celebrated her 100th birthday. Now, you know, I, I'm pretty sure her birthday is, is well documented. Listen, that that could be that could be chalked up to you know having pretty good living your entire life, right? I mean, uh, who 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 wants to die if you're you're born royalty? I mean
3: (laughs) They have blue they have blue blood, so they live more
2: than (laughs) us. That's right. Like, well the Cree have blue blood also. I'm not going down that line. But but you, you you haven't seen in your investigations or found that the 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 reptilian types have any more influence over the other aliens than 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 they do to yeah. each other or the, yeah. or the youths, the UVs. I'm going to start using my own, uh, my own little acronym, unidentified visiting entities. So now there's, there's no, there's no disproportionate influence of the reptilians from your investigations amongst the other visitors. So, okay. So, you know, does that mean they're not take, trying to take over the world? No, but it, but it means that they're not, they're not the leaders of the aliens. So for those of you yelling at me that, that they're not the same thing, I get it. It doesn't have to be the same thing. All right. Um uh, all right. And then the last question is do you think that you have, you know, maybe solved any mysteries? Oh, and I also want to find out, are there any shapeshifters? You know, we talk about the skinwalkers and things like that. So are there or have there been shape-shifting uh visitors that you've uh categorized?
3: No, I don't think that I, I uh-huh. have solved it, solved it something that can solve uh something uh, a mystery in other part of the world. Okay. Uh my, my research is uh uh, ufology and uh i i i, I try to understand first what i saw in 1982 is it this it is my my big question
0: are
2: you what closer have have do you believe that you found the type of vessel uh and and been able to cross-reference that with a uh a, a category of visitor that answers your question are you still searching for that one
3: I'm still searching because what I saw was a, a, a ball of light. There's no shape, so I don't know what what, what it was. And uh, so far, I I didn't get an answer. I I have to be honest with you. I I didn't have an answer. And
2: that's uh, well, okay. It keeps your motivation.
3: Yes, and I uh, I I don't think that I'm gonna have the answer before I die. I am very honest, I'm being, I'm, being, I'm being very honest with you. I'm still looking for, I will keep looking for.
2: Well, if it makes you feel but, better, you only saw a shape from a very far distance. It's possible you have the answer, you just don't know that it's one and the same.
3: Yeah, yeah. But I hope that my son, my grandson, they will not only know the the answer, but they, they will live with the persons of the, the the answers I think they they're gonna leave they're gonna explore another planets they they're gonna they're gonna receive people beings entities from another planets in in our in our in our planet but in a in a good way not invading but living with us I don't think they're gonna i'm gonna not gonna take it but they they're gonna have it
2: Okay. All right. Well, let, let's sell some books. So give us the elevator pitch or movie trailer of your book. I guess we have to start with the title, right? And then, uh, and then tell us, like, the thing, just enough so that we need to read more, but not enough that you tell us too much so we don't have to read it. So g- g- give us your, your movie trailer.
3: Uh, you have to, well, this, this book, you a Context in Brazil, you have information that you never saw before. You have uh, uh original photos of the UFOs you're gonna have uh, uh testimonies of militaries of policemen of uh, ex presidents of uh, politicians in in Brazil in a way that you never saw it before. It was more than five hundred pages of information and more than three hundred of drawings and photos that was never. Uh, published before outside of Brazil, and of course information, new information about about cases that are known, like the Boas, like Batuba like Virginia and uh, if you like follow, if you like, if you want to know more what about what happened in another country besides United States, mm-hmm. besides Europe you must read this book because you're going to see that it is a, a global phenomenon, yeah. but when you read a book uh, of cases in another country, you make this sure.
2: Yeah, I agree, and I really appreciate that the Phillips extended his reach, um, you know, out of the English-speaking world and going to other continents. I mean, I've I've had his authors from the U.S. and the U.K. and Australia. So I mean, those are three different continents, but you know, culturally and linguistically. Sort of similar. Now, now we're getting South America. I hope he finds folks in Africa and, you know, Asia and throughout Asia, because, I mean, Asia is a giant place with, you know, different, you know, completely different sets of uh, cultures and peoples there. Not that every place else is, isn't as well, but Asia might be, you know, the most uh, diverse, at least on the surface. Anyway, yeah. Um, I think it's great that know. That, yeah, congratulations for for getting the book that's now in Portuguese, French and English. Um, for those people who do speak Portuguese, is, is there any of the other, uh, I guess, dozen or so books that, that you want to promote?
3: Well, if you read Portuguese, you can look for my books about UFO types and alien types and cases in Brazil as well. I have three books in a series of three books telling about cases in Brazil, in all of uh, of the world. In English, this UFO you contacts in Brazil, in French, the translation of this book, UFO uh, you contact au oh, Brésil.
2: Very nice. And, and for you guys out there or gals, uh, you know, who are looking, you're, you're on Tinder or whatever, and you want to impress your date, even if you don't speak Portuguese, you have 13 books on your shelf in Portuguese, he or she is going to think that you speak Portuguese, and if, unless they speak Portuguese, they're going to be like, ooh, what's up with this person? Ah, um, and, and, so, and non-binary too. So uh, I always, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I try to keep current. I'm an old man, but I, I, try, I, try, I try to keep as current as I can. Um, well, I thank you for that. I mean, I, I think this is great. Good luck to you on the book. It is UFO Contacts in Brazil. I assume you can find that on Flying Disc Press. I'm sure almost all of those books are on Amazon as well um so yeah go 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 check it out support it is there anything else that you want to support do you do you have a youtube do you have a show do you have social media anything that you want to promote and tell the folks about how they can support you other than uh buy your books and buy multiple copies and buy gifts for your friends makes a great holiday gift great birthday gift etc
3: yeah uh jeff thank you very much i i do have a social medias uh just looking for my surname chikachi is gonna be easier you can find me on uh, YouTube, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I'm everywhere. TikTok. And <laughs> okay.
2: Are you the you dancing. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> thank you very much for the invitation and also thank you to Philip Mento, my editor in, in English and he's helping a lot and make it a, a very good work publishing books all of the world and You have Hungary, Romania, Brazil, England and the United States. So thank you very much for the opportunity to talk to your listeners.
2: Yeah, no, thank you. It was was a pleasure and feel free to keep in touch. If you start researching the rest of South America, compile all that. If it's free to come back or if you encounter somebody who's trying to do similar work in a in a more lesser publicized part of the world in this area uh, I'm happy to take referrals as well but yeah this is great thank you very much thank you for coming on the Garden of doom folks check out his social media check out his books and while you're at it you can give us a rating and a review and refer us to your friends as well and uh, thanks for listening to Garden of doom and we will hear you again next week Tip to-
1: It's all you've ever wanted, and it's all that you want still. Don't you wanna play the beautiful game? Out in Brazil, I wanna play the beautiful game.
0: life is full of delicious moments, like when a big table of friends feels like a big table of family, or when the meal you made and shared brings in all the likes on your feed. That's why Carando offers premium meatballs, delicious, savored meatballs made with real Italian flavors, to help you savour the big and small moments that make life so good. Carando. Life is delicious, savored. For recipes and more, visit carando.com.